Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the Eats and Iron podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all things fitness, training, and nutrition. Kess and I do our very best to give you our raw and unbiased opinions on different topics, trends, and myths in the fitness industry. <laughs> you guys have no idea the kind of conversations that go on between Kate and I before we actually hit record or we even sit down to start recording this podcast because we just kind of like bicker, I guess, or argue about the topics that we want to talk about. And I mean, we kind of have to get like a good understanding of what we're going to talk about. So we don't just like sit here and stare at each other for an hour in length. <laughs> or ramble on about nothing. Yeah, true. Um, but one thing that kind of popped up when Kate and I were in the midst of an argument yesterday about what we want to talk about is basically that it's kind of nice that Kate and I actually are able to, I guess, argue on topics or at least have like a civil discussion with each other when semi-civil <laughs> when we have like differing opinions on a topic. Like this podcast is about health and fitness and nutrition and in that industry in a whole you just get complete opposite ends of the spectrum of opinions like the like a vegan diet for example and a carnivore diet those are two completely different diets obviously but depending on what side of the internet you are placed on based on your algorithm you get just like surrounded by all the opinions that encompass that one side. side of the story. Yeah. So like if you show a little bit of interest in plant-based foods or veganism in general, you kind of get pushed further and further to that side of the spectrum. And then that's everything that you just start to see. Like you'll probably get targeted ads at P by PETA or whatever. And same thing with if you express interest in something like the carnivore diet where you're like, oh, I'm going to heal this illness by only eating meat and animal organs. Like that is just completely different. And I think that when you get pushed to either one side of those um, spectrums, like it can be really difficult to have a different opinion or even just communicate with someone else who has a different opinion than you. Yeah. Like it's just a lot harder to find like a middle ground and mm -hmm. realize that there's a lot more similarities than differences when it comes to even opposite ends of a spectrum. Yeah. Like the vegan and the carnivore diet. I mean, both people are really just trying to usually heal or kind of like aid in some sort of illness. That's they kind have of, a problem that yeah, they, they want to fix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're just using one out of multiple methods that they could be using right. to try and accomplish that particular goal, whatever that might be. Yeah. But I think that what's beautiful about this podcast is that you and I are coming together at the same place, the same kind of platform, the exact same podcast. And we're able to talk about and express our different opinions on the same topic. And just the way that we approach things too is completely different. Like I'm definitely more of like a, ple a people pleaser. Like I don't want to rub you the wrong way or upset you in what I want to try to express. And you are very like straight to the point like tell them how it is like i don't care if you don't like me blunt. yeah yeah but i think that's nice well it just gives you two sides mm -hmm. to a coin right totally yeah which I guess that kind of leads us into what we wanted to talk about today this week. Um, expanding or like going off of what we were talking about last week with um, New Year's resolutions and um, kind of goal setting, I guess. This week, what Kate and I 
agreed upon a topic to talk about <laughs> is, um, I guess, like, just how to care about the goals that you set. And ultimately, at the end of the day, that comes down to caring about your health overall. Because most people set health-related goals, right? Yeah, I mean, like, even if you're – whether you want to lose weight or maybe if you want to, like, gain weight or something like that, like, generally it's to meet some sort of – idea of what you think healthy might look like yeah like for lots of people that want to like lose weight they feel like they maybe aren't in like a healthy state right now or maybe they have some health issues or things like that Mm -hmm. that would help be prevented or turned around if they lost some weight yeah and potentially vice versa for a lot of other people too who need to actually gain weight or well, you know? like we said before, like everyone has a problem that they're trying to fix. Yeah. Or they are trying to find a solution for, I guess. <laughs> Kate, yeah. Kate just gave me a dirty look because I summarized his, his yeah. thought <laughs> very concisely. <laughs> for once, you were yeah. concise. No kidding. But I think that, I mean, going into the second week of January at this point, um, you can already start to see a lot of people who have already failed on their New Year's resolutions. Like... I just made an Instagram post about how, you know, there's so many people who are like, oh, I'm going to change this about myself in 2021. And then they're already seeing themselves being like, nah, I'll wait till Monday, which is like the fourth day of January. So you're already seeing like you you pushing back your goals. You're not, you're not caring enough about your goals in order to take action on them right now. And you're like, eh, I'll just wait till Monday or I'll wait until the time is right. And, you know, like constantly finding that excuse. Yeah, they're overthinking things. Like I think that a lot of people underestimate the – power of like the momentum that you have mm-hmm. when you're fired up about a goal or even just the law of physics that um, object in motion stays in motion and if you <laughs> uh, you're the object and you're moving towards your particular goal like you're going to continue to move towards that goal if you take action and actually start putting your plan and putting your goal into motion and actually mm-hmm. taking action on that as opposed to you know just continuing to think about when you're going to do it or if you're just going to put it off till next week. Mm -hmm. Or even someone who just denies that whole aspect of taking action and they just do research on the topic. Like, oh, I want to become a internet expert on the topic before they can even do anything. Yeah. But I just love the saying, you know, information without implementation is useless. Because if you don't implement (laughs) the information that you gather, what good does that do for you? Yeah, that's it. That's good. Wow. <laughs> Is that why you laughed? You're like, yeah. wow, because I had a good quote. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good for once. <laughs> but it's so true. And I think that that's like a way that people will, I guess, hide or dismiss the goals that they set for themselves. They basically are just like, well, I don't know enough about the topic yet, so I can't start. Yeah. And I think that, well, I mean, maybe one of the best things that people should do is taking action in like finding somebody that does know what they are trying to accomplish that can help them as well. What do you mean? Like if you don't know enough about the topic to take action, then maybe you should try and find someone that does know about Mm. enough about it so they can help you take action. Right. Or at least help you strategize a plan to take action on that particular goal. Yeah. Like, um, 
this kind of is what we talked about last week too, where we discussed, you know, the value of hiring a coach or accelerating your results by just reaching out to someone and asking for help on the topic. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's one of the hardest things for a lot of people to do is just ask for help Mm -hmm. or even just coming to the realization and self-awareness that they do need help in general. Totally. But that's like a very advanced state to get to right like a lot of people want to try to accomplish stuff on their own first and then if they get to a point where it's so bad that they can't do it on themselves or they've almost like reached the quote like point of no return then they reach out to someone like very seldom does someone um reach out in a proactive way it's always a reactive yeah well and that's probably why a lot of people don't necessarily end up following through with their goals Mm -hmm. though too because Instead of taking that proactive approach, they're usually trying to do it on their own and then they struggle and fail mm-hmm. and then they just give up and they're yeah. like, it's not for me. Yeah. Like I can't do it. Like there's no way I can do it when they just need a bit of help trying to actually get towards yeah. that goal. So I think the biggest thing that people need to do is just start with like some of the small things. Okay. So even just in terms of your fitness and your nutrition, just implementing like small things that are really easy for you to do and anybody can do as long as they just put in some effort for a few minutes out of their week to kind of organize that. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you want to start working out, but you've never worked out before, or maybe you're just getting back into it and you haven't worked out for a long time, mm-hmm. then you don't necessarily have to start ripping to the gym six days a week. Yeah. Like, you know, start with two days a week, maybe three days a week. Yeah depending on what your schedule can kind of handle. What I always like to say is make the goal so easy to accomplish that you can accomplish it without like a doubt in your mind, but then you actually do accomplish it and you're like, holy shit, I can do this. Like then push yourself. Right. Exactly. Like, I mean, as long as you can taste a little bit of success, Mm -hmm. whether that's just making it to the gym two times a week, then at least you can snowball effect from there. And yeah. Keep that can, momentum going. Exactly. Again, keep yeah. that momentum going. Now you now you go three days a week instead of two yeah. days a week. And then maybe you end up going like four days a week. It's not like you have to go to the gym every single day to reach your goal. Yeah. And I think a lot of people end up burning themselves out before they've even got started. Mm-hmm. And they just get so exhausted trying to get anywhere that they're just spinning their tires and just going in circles. Yeah. Well, to kind of spin the conversation, I guess, and I'm going to put you on the spot because I'm talking right now. <laughs> um, I want to talk about um, like the goals that you actually set and kind of giving a shit about them. Mm-hmm. So have you set any goals for yourself <laughs> for 2020? I was going to ask you this, Shut but up. I haven't. What? 2021? Oh, yeah. No, I have not. Like you haven't thought about it or you haven't actually written it down. I'm sure you've thought about Mm, it. Yeah, I guess I kind of have like thought about it in some aspects, Mm -hmm. but yeah, nothing that I've written down. I guess I'm I'm still kind of in the stage where I'm trying to figure out like what things I do want to set out to kind of work towards in the new year. Yeah. Um, In terms of like fitness related goals, I I already kind (laughs) of know what I want to do. Get bigger. Yeah. We're we're bulking. (laughs) That's a never ending goal of yours. But like, would you, like, if you were to set a goal for yourself, like, would you end it at, I want to get bigger or like, I want to build more muscle? Uh, Well, yeah. So, I mean, if that is maybe how you start out thinking about your goal. We're talking about you. 
Yeah, but if just anybody who wants to say, for example, if that's like how you start out thinking about your goal, mm-hmm. you know, it might be at first thought like something broad like that. Oh, yeah. And then you can kind of work your way into like a more specific, smaller goal mm-hmm. or just a more specific goal in general. So just get more concise with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, I want to get bigger right now, but that's because like maybe this year sometime potentially like I would want to compete Mm -hmm. and i know for my i'm really tall for like bodybuilding so i need to get a lot bigger Mm -hmm. so then when i lose weight i'm not just a stick (laughs) (laughs) so would you say then is your actual goal to get bigger and build muscle or is your actual goal to compete yeah so i would say like i like the long-term goal would be more so a competition Okay. But right now, my short-term oh. goal is to gain size okay. to eventually reach that long-term goal. Gotcha. So then, okay, getting even more specific, <laughs> do you have like a certain amount of weight that you actually want to gain? Or have you not thought that far yet? Um. Yes and no. Like I've kind of dabbled with it, but it was kind of just let's see if we can get somewhere that we've never been before. Mm. And see what that looks like. See if I can do it. Mm-hmm. And now that I have, like, I'm over 200 pounds consistently, which I've never been in my entire life. Yeah. And I think I was up around 210 pounds, but now we're kind of like, eh, 205 about that something. Mm-hmm. I'm not eating quite as much as I was before. I've kind of been giving my body a little bit of a break because you can't continuously just try and get bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say, like, it's going to depend, but I mean, I'd like to get maybe 215, 220, something like that before okay, so, I want to get back down. So let's get deeper into it then. What does it, well, like, what does it mean for you to get bigger? Like, why does that mean something to you? Like, why does competing down the line matter to you? Or, uh, well, for me, it's going to be more so the comp- the competitive aspect of it rather than oh, yeah. rather than more just like an aesthetic aspect like okay that's actually crazy i never thought of that before like you are like down to your literal core a competitive person like football your entire life and now you don't really have that anymore well yeah just tons of high level sports like my entire childhood and like i know that you <laughs> i just thought of that tiktok when you said that. <laughs> like subtle brag <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but no um I never really connected the two. Like, I know that you're always like, oh, I wish I trained at a gym with like bigger guys. So I felt like a competition to like train heavier so that I could compete with them. But I never actually connected that you'd want to like step on stage for that competitive aspect. Like, I thought it was all like your ego. (laughs) (laughs) You kidding me? No. Oh, my God. I just thought that you wanted to be huge and you wanted to be jacked. No. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love you. I swear. So this is what you've been thinking the whole time I've well, been doing this. Just like, well, yeah. Because like, oh I mean, God. who are you competing with when you make beef every single night? <laughs> like, I'm just thinking you're like, oh, I have to eat six meals tomorrow so that I have muscle. Like, I never think, I guess, like, I've never thought of it no, in a long No, I'm eating time. six meals because I know the other guy's eating six meals, so I got to eat more than that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I'm, it's, it's so, like, almost solely about like the competitive aspect of it because I want to (laughs) win. And with bodybuilding, it's such a disciplinary sport where I like it because it's, you are like competing with yourself in a way. Yeah. But like 
everything is on you. Like it's not like a lot of the other team sports where I played, where if like the other guy's not putting in the work or if he fucks up, like then we all fuck up and we're all like, we all lose. Yeah. If you miss, if you don't like stick to your diet or if you don't eat enough or if you're not training hard, if you're not recovering, then like, that's just on myself. Like mm-hmm. I'm the only one who's accountable for that. Okay. So I'm accountable to myself. Yeah. Okay. So clearly you really have like a reason why you want to accomplish these goals. Yeah. Let's talk about someone on the opposite end of the spectrum. So someone who sets a goal, mm-hmm. let's say the opposite, because I mean, I'm sure not a ton of people right, out there. A very small amount of people. Have You didn't even let me finish my sentence. Well, a small amount of people want to compete. No, I was going to say want to gain weight. No, lots of people want to gain weight. No, but... Every bro wants to gain weight. Okay, maybe, but most people, if we were actually to get a group of 100 people and ask them all, would you rather gain weight or lose weight? 99% of those people, 99 of those people are going to say they want to lose weight. Well, if you say weight, just gain weight, like that's a little bit deceiving because they want to gain muscle. Well, regardless, Kate. Well, hey, you got to be specific. (laughs) I guess, but... Let's talk on the topic of people losing weight because that is like a, a big goal. Be more people than yeah. yeah. So the one like kind of thing I was trying to get Kate to get deeper into is explaining his reason why he wants to accomplish the goals that he does. And I think that's a big reason why people don't end up accomplishing their goals. They set that big, broad goal, like you were talking about, and they either a, they never get deeper with it. Like, Hey, I want to lose weight, but okay. So what am I going to do? Okay. I want to just eat healthy this week. Like usually people don't dive that deep into it or they do for a very short period of time and right. no results come. So what because good they didn't is plan. that? Yeah. Yeah. So one strategy that I've seen and experienced to help make your goals actually mean a lot more to you um, is like kind of the seven step system. I don't know if that's actually what it's called. I just made that up right on the spot, but it is now <laughs> <laughs> um, in order to make your goal actually mean something to you, you should go through seven different steps to make that mean something. So for example, with a goal of wanting to lose weight, how, how, like, what does that, first of all, you have to ask yourself, what does that mean to you? Like, why do you want to lose weight? Okay. So that's the first question is say, number one, I want to lose weight. Why? Then you answer your own question. Well, for example, I want to lose weight to fit into my jeans. Then you ask yourself why again. So basically the seven, <laughs> the seven step system is asking yourself why seven times. And it, it can be seven, it can be 10, but at the end of it, what the goal here is that you're just asking yourself why so many times that you can no longer avoid the deepest reason as to why you want to lose weight. So I actually took it upon myself to write out um, a idea of why someone would want to lose weight. And this is what I came up with. Sorry, I'm just going to talk for a couple seconds. Um, okay, number one, I want to lose weight. Why? Number two, well, I want to lose weight because I want to fit into my jeans. Okay, why? Number three, well, I want to fit into my jeans because I want to feel more comfortable or confident in my body. Why? These first like three points 
are very valid. Like usually and they're very common. Yeah. If I'm trying to like get someone to dig deeper into their goals, I'll ask them why like three times through. And this is usually what I get. And then it kind of gets excessive. If I'm like almost like poking you like, why, 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 why? Right. But this so, is more of like a self interrogation. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Deeper on your own goal. Exactly. So then ask yourself why for a fourth time. Okay. Well, why do you want to feel comfortable in my own body? Well, so that I can say yes to going out with my friends more often. Okay. Well, why do you want to go out with your friends more often? Number five, so that I can maintain a healthy and happy relationship with the ones around me. Okay. Why? Why do you want to maintain a healthy relationship with the people around you? Well, so that you can have people in your life who support you and lift you up when you're feeling down or unmotivated. That's really important for someone. So that's our already our sixth thing. So ask yourself why again. Then your seventh, I guess, number seven of the seven steps. Your seventh why. Yeah. Um, So why do you want to have people who support you and lift you up when you're feeling unmotivated? Well, so that you can stay on track and surround yourself with people who help you stay on track so that you can reach your weight loss goals. So it it really kind of makes your reason why come super full circle. It's not even a matter. This is just an example too. Like let's say someone had children, like Mm -hmm. their reason why is going to be so much different. Like maybe Mm -hmm. they do want to fit into their genes, but just so that they can run around with their kids, not so that they're, I don't know, busting through their pants when they lean over to pick their kid up or something. Like, you know, that's a brutal you never example. Know what, you never know what the reason might be. Like, you know, people just might want to be able to just move their body. Like, you know, yeah. people might just want to be able just to bend over properly. Totally. You know? Totally. But someone who is at that state probably won't be like, well, this is like the deep reason why I want to lose weight. Like, yes, it's so that you can bend over, but even deeper than that, Kate, it's so that they can yeah. bend over to pick up their kid. Yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. So it might seem silly at first, but if you actually take a piece of paper and you number it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and if number seven doesn't give it a deeper meaning for you, go eight, nine, 10, like do up to 20 whys. Ask yourself why 20 different times. And I guarantee you'll come up with a reason that makes losing weight or makes your big goal actually mean something to you so that you're no longer saying like, mm, I'll just wait till Monday. Like that's fine. Or, oh, I don't have the time to go to the gym. So it just leaves That's you with no fine. excuse not to take action on your own goal. Right. And you're able to be honest with yourself. Right. Because if you're saying, oh, I don't have time to go to the gym so that I can lose weight, so that I can play with my kids and keep up with my kids, well, that's a pretty <laughs> shitty reason. Or if you're saying like, um, well, I don't I don't want to eat healthy today uh, because – or no, wait, wait, what would you say? You'd say, oh, I don't, I can't eat healthy today because, uh, you know, I don't actually care that much about surrounding people, surrounding myself with people who are going to help me stay on track and, and help me reach my weight loss goals. Like it just doesn't make sense when you say it that way. So for someone who's really struggling to get started or, or just, just get going or care enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, when you're able to be honest with yourself like this, like, it's just hard. Not, you, you have no excuse. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for you not to care about enough about your goal. Yeah, this makes it go so deep. And your reason might be a lot more deep than what we just kind of laid oh, out. Totally. Like, this is just something to just kind of scratch the surface and give you an idea of what this might look like. And how this system like works. And how to do it for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are somebody who is struggling with 
getting started or you just feel like you just can't get motivated enough. You don't really, you just don't find a reason you want it, but you just don't care that much about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you hit the snooze alarm every day anyway, just because you just don't care enough to get out of bed to get or, after that goal. Or then even this is a way to help get you started. Even if this is a goal that you've set for your new year's resolution three times through, like this is your third year putting on your list this year, I'm going to lose weight. Yeah. Which is a lot of people. Yeah. True. It could be any goal. It doesn't have to be weight loss. Yeah. It could be, could be financial. It could be yeah, personal. Absolutely. It could be business, but, but for the, the aspect of our podcast, you're yeah. going to make it fitness. But I think that for someone who is constantly setting the same goal and constantly never achieving it, they should 100% go through and ask their, themselves why at least seven times. And if the seventh time doesn't actually spark something in you to get fired up about this goal, keep asking yourself why. Because at the end of seven wise you're gonna have a real deep meaning but if you keep going it's just gonna get deeper and deeper yeah so if you guys end up trying that out i would love to know how it works for you this is something that i've used on myself personally and i've encouraged others to use so you are more than welcome to send me a dm on instagram or i don't know well just let us know if it worked yes let us know if it worked well for you if it helped you in any sort of way the at the bottom like line of all of this in order to actually achieve your goals and in order to, you know, next year not have to put this year I'm going to lose weight on your New Year's resolution, you have to make your goals mean something to you. Yeah, they have to be bigger than just yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to have some sort of deeper meaning for you that you can always reflect back on when you aren't feeling motivated or you don't feel like doing the work that it takes to get to your goal. Yeah. You can remind yourself. Like, like, it's not just about me. It's about, I want to play with my kids or I want to be able to still do activities outside or whatever that Mm -hmm. might be. Actually, like the point you saying, like, you know, thinking of this when you're unmotivated, it might be, it might seem so cheesy, but even if you just at the end of your seventh question, why, or maybe your 10th or your 20th question, why, if you get down to a very concise reason why that should be the motivating factor for you and that should be something that you almost write on a piece of paper and you read every morning as soon as you get out of bed and you read every night before you go to sleep and maybe you have it stuck to your car rear view mirror so that every time you get into your car you see your reason why put on your wallpaper of your of your your cell (laughs) phone just paint it on your wall like really commit (laughs) yeah Yeah, but just put it in different places where you can constantly get reminded of your goal and remind yourself of your goal at the very least or your why just be reminded every morning and every night yeah absolutely even just a couple times a day i mean it's gonna eventually stick yeah even after like a week or something like Mm -hmm. that. You know, I was actually, I just thought of this, but for me, I love getting fired up from like Gary V Instagram videos or like um, Bob Proctor's like Instagram quotes and stuff. It literally fires me up so much. It'll put me into such like a proactive and like positive attitude for my day. Like even if I'm trying to do something to improve my nutrition business, like sometimes when I see those videos and they're just spitting like hard facts on like, okay, like if you're not motivated, like do this. Or like, if you're feeling stuck, like do this. I love when that pops up on my Instagram. 
However, I haven't taken the time to actually write it down or save the video so that I can constantly be rewatching it. Oh, yeah. So then when my Instagram doesn't show me that stuff, right. I actually significantly have a worse day. Yeah, and some people need that external motivation. Me, totally. Yeah, like I mean, every everyone's gonna be a bit different, but you're either gonna be thrive off that internal motivation. Mm-hmm. So like that deep why meaning for you, like that might be what gets you fired up. If you remind yourself if of you, it. Yeah, absolutely. If you remind yourself of it. But some people do need that external motivation. Yeah. Like or just you. like hearing it from someone else's voice. Like yeah, absolutely. if I come to a conclusion of why it means something to me, like I guess that's great and all. But if at the end of the day, if me personally, if I don't motivate myself to the same level that Gary V motivates me, yeah, like I need to have that Gary V in my in my day every day if I want to make every day a good day. So I guess at the end of the day, <laughs> how many how many times do I say day? Yeah, but I mean it comes down to finding what is going to work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean it might be a mix, like you know, like just yeah, that's you true. just have to find ways. Like you're not going to be motivated every day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, on the days that you're not motivated, like you can use those different things externally, like, you know, watching Gary Vee video or yeah. some sort of motivational type video that's going to help get you fired up. Mm-hmm. Like when we're getting up at 530 in the morning to go work out and I don't feel like working out, you know, you can watch a four minute workout motivational video and get yourself fired up to work yeah. out. It's so crazy how like those little, little things can actually just light a spark under your ass and get you fired up. Yeah, absolutely. So. I guess if there's anything to take away from this first little segment of our podcast is what is going to fire you up and make you give a shit about your goals. Figure that out. (laughs) All right. So now that we've just established what your goal is and why you want to achieve that goal. And the deeper meaning behind achieving. Yeah. The why. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about like just some things that you can do through your new training and your nutrition that you can implement that are just really easy just to kind of get you started on the right path towards your goal Mm -hmm. that no matter what your goal is, like anybody can do these kind of little things just to kind of get them going and at least just kind of so they can start on like the right foot and they don't have to necessarily figure out what those are. So like what would you say are a few even just really easy like nutrition things that people can kind of implement that will just kind of help get them going? Well, first I think it's important to point out that like you said, anyone can do this no matter like where you're starting or whatever but Mm -hmm. like also no matter what your level of experience is yeah like even if you have competed before or even if you have already dieted and worked with a coach like no matter where you are if you are setting a new goal yeah you have to start small okay Like, like even for me I coach people on their nutrition. Right. However, if I was to set a nutrition goal for myself, I would start so small. It would be insane. Okay. So for example, um, one thing that is extremely overlooked, I guess, would be your portion sizes. Right. And that's kind of one thing when I give a nutrition plan to a client, that's like on the first page, like <laughs> that probably is on the top left hand corner. So that's exactly where your eyes go first. And that is ultimately like one of the most important things when it comes to, I guess, a weight loss goal or a healthy eating goal or anything mm-hmm. of the sort. Um, Even a weight gain goal, honestly. Yeah, true. Yeah. I guess you're very consistent making sure that you are eating enough. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah. Like I think that a lot of people kind of underestimate. I think a lot of people like underestimate like how much 
food that you have to eat to gain weight just as much as how much food that you're maybe eating yeah and you're not losing weight what like when you i thought you were going to <laughs> wait for <laughs> no i think because that... a lot of people when they first like thought... get a plan they're like yeah holy crap i have to eat this much food like yeah. my mom is the perfect example of this and your mom literally eats nothing well yeah and then i give her a plan where i've calculated maybe macros or calories for her and then i'm like hey mom this is how much you need to be eating and she'll be like i can't eat that much how am I supposed to lose weight if I'm eating that much? Yeah. You know, it, it goes both ways. Like, it's just a matter of finding, um, like, your your baseline where you're supposed to be starting. But speaking of calories, going in the opposite direction, that was one thing I was going to say about um, portion control is that just becoming more mindful of your portion sizes is the best way to initiate your weight loss goal or I guess your weight gain goal. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't want to be super meticulous about your macros or your calories, yeah, right? Like I am constantly sending my clients, um, a portion sizing guide that just uses your hand. You don't even need to use a measuring cup. You don't even need to use a food scale or anything. You can literally just use your hand. I typically like to use a plate, um, cause I mean, most plates are a standard size, um, and recommending people fill at least half of their plate with just vegetables. I've seen coaches get so specific on this, like, oh, only green vegetables or only non-starchy vegetables. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah, if you're going to eat vegetables more vegetables. Are, yeah, vegetables yeah. are vegetables at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, Most people don't eat Ain't nobody any. gaining weight on vegetables, okay? <laughs> yeah. I avoid the vegetables so I can gain weight. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like my first tip is um, – I will. I mean, you should be eating more vegetables, Kate, if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, vegetables are good for your health, but we're, this is a general consensus. I'm gaining weight. I don't care about my health. <laughs> yeah, but if I eat too many vegetables, then like it just, okay, like it's just hard to digest that many yeah, vegetables yeah. and then also still eat all the food because they're so satiating, which yeah. is great for weight loss. Ve vegetables. Exactly. Yeah. They're not they're necessarily satiating because they. Uh, are very locale, but they're just yeah. very voluptuous. Voluptuous? Damn, they thick. <laughs> but they add a lot of volume to yeah. your meal. That's what well, I'm saying. Well, they just make you feel full because you ate. A, it feels like you ate a lot of food. Right. That's what I meant by the sati satiation of it. Anyways, so I say at least half your plate with vegetables. First of all, you're going to start feeling amazing because you are definitely not eating that many vegetables right now. So if you make an effort to actually start including more vegetables at each meal that you actually sit oh, down Oh, I feel to great eat. when I eat vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like vegetables make you feel awesome. But that's like a thing, right? Yeah. Like if you're going to actually start feeling better, then you're going to have that motivation. Then you're going to want to keep doing it. Or you're just going to have more energy to even do yeah, it as well. True. Like a lot of people lack energy just mm -hmm. in general. So yeah. Then I recommend at least one fourth. So now you're only working with half of a plate here because the first half is all vegetables. Right. But on the other half, if you break that in half or one fourth of the plate mm -hmm. should be a good protein source again a lot of coaches will get way too specific on this and they'll be like oh only like low fat protein source like whatever as long as you're getting in a good source of protein and when i say good source this could be a whole different podcast topic in terms of animal-based protein sources versus plant-based protein sources but at least something that is filling and is um, I don't want to get too confusing, but supplies you with a good amount of amino acids. Like if you're just eating black beans for your meal, I am sorry, but you are not getting enough protein in that meal. So, so maybe let's just 
I guess, keep it a little bit more simple. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say most people are probably going to be just eating like some sort of probably. Or if you are plant-based, you've probably played around with tofu. You've probably played right, around exactly. with tempeh. Like it's so, not. Yeah, there's, there's alternatives. Yeah. Right. That but, are still going to be high in protein that you can kind of use and stuff yeah. like that. So. so I always like to fill at least one fourth of your plate with a protein source and that is actually for the satiating effect so right. protein is very slow digesting it's very filling so therefore it's going to actually keep you full and prevent you from getting super hungry later on in the day so one fourth is typically a good size it could roughly be about like the size of your palm that's like a good one serving of protein for women. Typically like men, you should like this guide that it has, it says to double it for men, like do two palm sizes. But I mean, depending on the guy too, like that could be too much, whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's really important. And then even in terms, if we're talking a weight loss goal, eating enough protein is so important for those satiating effects. Ultimately, at the end of the day with weight loss, you have to be eating less calories than you um, intake or burn in a day. Mm -hmm. So eventually you're going to get to some point where you're feeling super hungry or not super hungry, but like a little bit more hungry than usual. Your body's going to have to adjust mm -hmm. to that little bit of less calories yeah. and stuff like that. But I mean, again, protein as well. A lot of people don't eat enough protein and protein is also the least likely type of intake of macronutrient that's going to be stored as fat yeah as opposed to like carbohydrates or fats and things like that right so. and the reason being behind that so it's not to say that if you only eat protein you're never going to gain weight but your body when you feed it protein it looks at it like it's gold like your body you can utilize amino acids what makes up protein in a million different ways throughout the body. And so your body looks at this and it's like, wow, how can I utilize this throughout my body? So that's supporting your immune system, you know, building new enzymes and building new muscle tissue, supporting your joints, your ligaments, like so many things, growing your hair, growing your nails, like protein can be utilized in a million different ways in the body. So when you eat it, your body wants to use it. It doesn't want to store it. Yeah, it would just be a waste to store it and not be utilizing it. Yeah, exactly. For all those different mecha uh, mechanisms in the body. Yeah, you're so, so fancy saying mechanisms. <laughs> I'm very sophisticated. <laughs> so to circle back, so we got a half a plate of vegetables. Yeah. A quarter of a plate of protein yes. and another quarter of a plate that's still empty. Yeah. So like what do you put in there? So I usually say to do like a good mixture of both um, carbs and fats. And again, talking about other coaches here, I've seen other car uh, coaches say just carbs and then they completely disregard fats in your meal or they'll say you'll get some fats from your protein if you choose an animal source. However, the amount that you would get or the quality that you would get from only a protein only like an animal protein source of fat is definitely not significant to support healthy hormone levels in the body to support um, actual like satiation because fat is very satiating yeah. as well, but to actually keep you full from your meal. So I encourage my clients to fill their last fourth of the plate with good carbohydrate sources and good fat sources as well, a mm -hmm. mixture of both. And of course you have to keep in mind too, that the whole plate is going to kind of be mixed with a little bit of everything, right? Like yep. depending on how you cook your vegetables or maybe it's a salad and you add a dressing to it. Well, that's fats there too. But right. the idea is we're just working very small here and we're working on our portion sizes. So just working I say, with the basics. Yeah. So good carbohydrate sources and then try to pick the best fat sources as well. Like, um, 
I don't know. I don't want to demonize any foods right now, but that would be a good starting point is anything that would fit into those broad categories of protein, carbs, fats, and vegetables. That's how you should aim to portion out your plate. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So transitioning away from just your portion sizes, another thing that someone can get into a good habit of is just being consistent with their meals. Now, I know you kind of almost get a little excessive with your (laughs) consistency, but why don't you break down what you do and why with your foods and your meals? So, I mean, this kind of applies to even like your training and stuff like that too, but even with your nutrition, like consistently eating at the same or on like a similar schedule is going to really like help you stay consistent on your diet and stuff like that too. So, I mean, if you eat two meals on Monday and then you eat one meal on Tuesday because you're busy and then three meals on Wednesday, you're all over the place and your body has no idea what's going on and you're not able to obviously take in enough calories if you're just eating very like sparsely like that. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is, I mean, this is obviously going to be very regimented, but I like to eat at the same time, roughly within about half an hour every single day. So I eat five meals per day. The first meal is breakfast at nine. Um, my second meal will be lunch at 12. The third meal is get, my second lunch <laughs> <laughs> is at three ish. And then about six 30 and then, um, 8, 30, 9 o'clock mm-hmm. is going to be like my bedtime snack. So all I hear when you say that is that I'm constantly cooking food. <laughs> I am constantly cooking food and then constantly eating as well. Yeah. And it is a chore. Annoying? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it is annoying. No, yeah. Meal three is always the hardest meal. Why? Because I'm usually kind of getting full by then. <laughs> oh, I was saying the cooking is annoying. Like I hate smelling beef cooking, Kate. <laughs> well, cooking is – I don't even like cooking to begin with. Yeah, so. true. Or cleaning. <laughs> you just like the eating. <laughs> yeah, I just like the eating. <laughs> That's too funny. I just like to do the eating. But so by being consistent like that, it's a lot easier for me to stick to – my diet and my goal mm-hmm. because I have a consistent schedule of when I'm eating. And no, you don't necessarily have to eat at a specific time every single day of the week. Yeah. That kind of gets excessive. Absolutely. So like a nice place to start is like just eating, for example, for a lot of people, like enough is going to be just eating three meals a day, mm-hmm. eat a breakfast, eat a lunch, eat a supper, or even get consistent with your meals and cut out the snacking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like, that's what I was about to get into is like just eating those couple meals and then that's it. Like you just eat Mm. those three meals and that's all that you're going to do. Yeah, actually, sorry to kind of cut you off again, but (laughs) but when I kind of give someone that approach as well, where I'm like, okay, like this is what your breakfast should look like. This is what your lunch should look like. And this is what your dinner should look like. Sometimes I do get comments where people are like, oh, but like, what if I get hungry in between? And then it's kind of... It's really funny when someone's making that transition because they go from eating like a rough breakfast, maybe a light lunch, and then maybe like a big dinner. And they're like, oh, well, I'm eating that right now, but I'm constantly hungry throughout the day, so I'm always snacking. But when you actually take the time to make a good, big, filling meal based on the portion sizes that we just talked about and um, 
making sure that it's including really good ingredients for you, you actually get less hungry and like you don't feel the need to snack all day. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, when your plate is well-rounded like that, you have like those good protein sources, yeah, good mix of carbohydrates and fats, all those vegetables, mm-hmm. like your body is going to take a lot longer to work through that as yeah. opposed to you grabbing a bagel at lunch and you burn through that bagel in your digestive system in yeah. a few hours and you're yeah. just hungry again now. So I guess just to make your point really clear, mm-hmm. you're not talking about, oh, like I make sure that I eat something at nine and then I make sure I eat something at 11 and I make exactly. sure I eat something at one. Like you're like, I'm sitting down and I'm eating an entire meal. Exactly. And yeah. that's what you should aim to do too, is just making sure that the meal that you eat is sufficient. If your meal at nine is one piece of toast with a little bit of peanut butter on it, and then you're not eating again until maybe one, that's not a meal. No, I mean like if anything, like you're just making yourself more hungry. Yeah. And you gave thing- yourself a little bit, but now- you're just going to be hungry again for hours. Yeah. One thing I was going to say about your style of eating is that it is actually very beneficial for your digestive system and for your blood sugar levels because your body gets into that routine of, okay, like I roughly intake calories here and um, okay, I usually get hungry at this point. So when you you get very consistent with those eating habits, your body kind of follows suit as well. And if you're constantly snacking throughout the day or you're eating like a really small meal and then you don't eat again for hours later that just throws off your blood sugar levels it's going to throw off your hunger and your your cravings as well and then it's going to just kind of ruin all of your progress like if you're eating such a small meal in the day in the morning and then you don't eat all day until dinner well of course you're going to want to have like an extra big dinner and then of course you're going to want to have some snacks after dinner because you haven't been fueling your body properly and making sure that your blood sugar has been regulated throughout your entire day yeah, like you're you have no sense of routine. Your body's completely thrown all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> as long as it, it like it, at least this way, like when you're eating, even if you're just eating only a few meals a day, like if you're eating three meals a day or whatever yeah. it is, like as long as you're eating those well-rounded meals, like you're not you're not gonna need to have those snacks. Like you might want to have maybe a snack, and you can mm-hmm. kind of schedule that into your daily routine, but you're not gonna have the need to absolutely pig out at supper and then have some okay mm-hmm. one thing i want to point out though if you want to gain weight you don't have to eat six meals a day like kate does or if you want to lose weight you don't have to eat three meals a day no these are just arbitrary numbers well well not really like i, I would yeah. say they're generic numbers yeah like they're just they're just numbers for example what what the biggest takeaway of this point is is that you have to be actually fueling your body not just picking throughout the day or um being very inconsistent with your eating habits from day to day and even like hour to hour stuff like that yeah well it should just be like well-rounded like each meal totally yeah yeah um so with that being said you probably eat more meals throughout the day because you're trying to get in so many calories yeah, that like, it makes it easier for you. Yeah, like I have to make those each meal a little bit smaller because if I, for example, eat three meals instead of five, like there's no way yeah. I would be even hungry to eat my second yeah. or third meal because I'd be so 
full honestly you don't make it sound appealing (laughs) like most people are like oh i want to eat more like i could just eat all day but you can snack all day but if you eat like Cade does all day where he actually sits down he has like a huge heaping portion of rice a huge heaping portion of beef and then (laughs) and then like maybe some nuts on the side or something like that does not sound appealing to me it is a chore (laughs) i do say quite a bit at work that i'm sick of eating (laughs) (laughs) it's almost like i mean i guess in that perspective even when it's weight loss and you have to become more mindful that you are getting enough but you're not getting too much the eating side of things seriously becomes like a second workout or like a second kind of exercise yeah i think that with the nutrition side of things it is a lot more difficult to kind of master as opposed yeah. to like your training and stuff like that. Actually, and that's why a lot of people kind of fall short on reaching their goal is because they do have a hard time with the nutrition side of things. Yeah. I was just talking to my client about this the other day, how, you know, for, for most people, the workout side of things is so easy. It's a lot more fun. Well, but that's like, you can go to the gym and if you have like a plan prepared beforehand, you can go to the gym and literally shut your mind off exactly. and you can just kind of become a robot, do exactly what's on your plan, go through the reps. If you're not having a good day, for example, you can go to the gym and shut your mind off. Heck, you could go to the gym and just go on a cardio machine for 45 minutes and like you would walk out probably feeling a lot better than before. It's a lot easier just to get in there, focus, get your job done and get out. Okay, but when you're considering diet, you can't really shut off your brain when you're thinking of making a meal. When you shut off your brain, when you're thinking of eating, you go through a drive through or you order <laughs> skip the dishes. Like that's shutting off your mind and yeah, not putting any effort into exactly. it. So that's why the eating side of things is so much harder for people. Mm-hmm. And that's what usually people need to put more effort into. Yeah. So, okay question i just thought of because (laughs) you're more of the training and i'm more of the nutrition yeah would you say that like you would argue that someone should get help on their nutrition first before they get help on their training i would say in an ideal situation yes just because the way that you're training nutrition the way that they're going to work together is your training is only going to accelerate what you're doing in terms of your nutrition right if you're eating properly then your workouts and your training is going to accelerate you to lose weight or mm-hmm. whatever your goal is but like you have maybe heard this tons in the fitness industry you cannot out train a bad diet which right. is so true mm-hmm. and that's why Wait, one that i like short. one one that i like that's kind of like that is um abs are sculpted in the gym but revealed in the kitchen Oh, wow. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. two for two today. <laughs> You're all about the quotes. Going strong. But I mean, it, that's true. Like, Absolutely, yeah. So so many people think like, oh, I want to get abs. I'm just going to do like 100 crunches and then I'm going to go on the cardio. Yeah, like, they think that they machine. can do a bit of an extra workout and then that'll offset the, yeah. the bad crap that they just put in their body. Oh, I got fries at McDonald's for lunch because I was lazy. So yeah. I'll just do 20 more minutes on the elliptical and that'll fix it, Mm -hmm. which is completely not the case. If anything, you're just going to wear yourself out even more and now your recovery is going to be compromised. Yeah. Actually, one video that I really liked that put that into perspective for me was, this is a few years ago, but Steve Cook, he did the 10,000 calorie challenge. Oh, with the 10,000 calorie burn challenge after that. Yeah. So I don't know if he put it in, I'm pretty sure he put it in the same video, but basically on one day, Steve tried to eat 
10,000 calories and he achieved it. Like yeah. he ate like garbage. He ordered like extra large pizzas. Like he got like got cinnamon buns. Or, yeah. yeah. So he, he did accomplish the 10,000 calories. But then what he tried to do on the flip side is then burn 10,000 calories in one day, similar yeah. to how he consumed 10,000 calories. And it, it was impossible. I think the guy literally ran for his entire day. Like if he had to go somewhere, he's like, oh, I'm going to the grocery store. He ran to the grocery store. He didn't drive. He didn't walk. He ran. And then he did like two workouts that day. Then he went swimming. Like it was insane. No one can actually do that if you're trying to work a full-time job and like maybe spend some time with friends and family. Not even that, but it just goes to prove the point that you can't out-train those calories. Totally. Sorry, my point was saying that though yeah. was like if you needed to put that into perspective for you just a little bit more, seriously look up Steve Cook's 10,000 calorie challenge and like the 10,000 calories burn challenge because I mean it's kind of a long video but it's so eye-opening and just puts you it into really a better perspective. It really puts it in perspective. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like <clears throat> the amount of work that your body would have to do to burn off like the amount of calories that you can consume mm -hmm. it, like consuming those calories is easy but burning them off is definitely a lot harder mm -hmm. and when you're trying to burn that many calories like there's no way your body can recover from that so then you're not making any progress right it's just a vicious vicious cycle yeah absolutely yeah so i guess to summarize that whole thing um I personally am probably biased because I'm all about the nutrition side of things, right. but I would 100% rather someone start like their fitness journey or their weight loss journey with a solid nutrition plan than a, a solid workout plan. Yeah. I mean, like you said, workouts are more fun, obviously, but yeah. I really think that you're going to fall short with your goals if you don't take that extra effort with your nutrition. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I think the biggest thing for people is that they do enjoy the nutrition side of things or the training side of things a little bit more mm -hmm. and so that's why it's a little bit easier to kind of get started with those things mm -hmm. because it's not as difficult as the nutrition and yeah. that's why people always start there because it's something that is a lot easier to get going yeah and it's a lot more fun right so to kind of i guess encompass everything that we've talked about and kind of finish up the podcast um I think a good way to kind of tie this together is how you were talking about, okay, like I make time to eat at nine, then I make time yeah. to eat at 11, then I make time to eat at one. Right. You are, you've found times within your schedule that work well for you to eat. I mean, granted when you're at work, sometimes you might get interrupted, but at least when it's around 11, you make that time. Yeah. To that's why I give myself kind of that half hour window. So yeah. at least I'm eating around the same times every day. So I have yeah. that consistency. I think that a lot of people can have difficulty sticking to a consistent workout routine yeah. because they don't do that as well. They don't find a time in their schedule where their workout will fit. It's like you always or they just eat don't commit to it. Like yeah. you just have to commit to that time. Like, well, I mean, that's kind of difficult though. Like I was going to say, if you always eat your supper at 5.30 PM because you get home at four, then you take a break for 30 minutes and you start cooking for an hour and then your dinner is done at 5.30. Like that's very consistent. And if you're feeding other people, yeah. you're going to have to, you know, kind of keep up. They're with that on that routine now too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you found the time to always have your dinner ready by 5.30, why haven't you found the time in your schedule to workout. And actually now that I'm saying that I'm almost contradicting myself because my point was, if you can't find time to work out, you make time to work out. Yeah. Like you and I, for example, 
Well, that's just the thing, right? That's where it kind of comes into. You have to just commit to a time. Like it might not well, be. Well, first the you mo- have to find a time. Keith. Yeah, you but can't you- just say I'm committing to this time. Yeah, but you what- don't even know what time. Well, if you let me get to the point, then we can kind of <laughs> move forward with it. So, like, you just have to commit to finding a specific time in your day where you can work out. Like, it might not be the most convenient time to work out. Yeah. But it's not about convenience. It's about you making time for that goal. And what can you get in every day without fail? Like, you and I, I mean, first of all, we work all day. Sometimes I work till 8 p.m. in the evening. And then we both are in bed by 9. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm working till eight and in bed by nine where am i supposed to train in that you have to train before obviously yeah but the thing is Mm -hmm. is that you and i don't wake up at 5 30 in the morning on a regular day just because like we've integrated that into our routine because that's where we found time to work out that's where we made the time to work out yeah we we don't have have any other time exactly so that's why i'm saying like you have to commit to a time and you have to make that make that time work. Like it's not always going to be the most convenient time to go, but you have to figure out. Okay, maybe I have to go before. Maybe mm-hmm. I have to go afterward before I get home. Because once I get home, like I'm, well, see, I'm done. This is what we're doing right now. We're just going through that those seven steps, right? Like exactly. you make yourself a goal. Okay, I don't have any time to work out throughout the day, so I'm going to work out in the morning. Okay, well, why? Well, mm-hmm. because I want to work out. Okay, yeah. well, why? Well, because I want to lose weight. Then you get into that reason. And if yeah. you still can't wake up in the morning to work out, you need to ask yourself why about 10 more times. Yeah. Because if at the end of the day, it comes down to the fact that you can't work out in the morning because you're just too lazy, that's not a good enough reason. If you're okay with staying the same, then that's fine. Right. But if you want to make real change and your reason why it gets really deep for you, you should be able to wake up without a problem. Well, so now actually I have a quote oh, go that's ahead. pretty good. Uh-huh. End us on a strong <laughs> note, Kane. Well, so the quote goes, to become someone you've never become, you have to go places you've never been. Yeah, that's like it kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, I get the gist. It, it remains true. Like... Oh, <laughs> our dog just yawned. But if you if you like want to gain lose weight and you want to like achieve these goals, obviously you haven't done the things in the past to get you to that goal. Mm-hmm. Like you haven't made the time to go work out in the morning. Yeah. Or you haven't made the time to prepare your meals. So those are the changes you have to make yeah. in order for you to even get to that goal so you can transform and become this new version of yourself. Yeah. Your current habits have created the version of you that you are today exactly if you're not no longer happy with that version you, you have, have to, to do something different exactly you change. have to do something different yeah well i hope us <laughs> ending on that quote kind of fired you up and some of these tips and tricks that we talked about in this podcast today found you found very helpful for your goals and your journey going on. I know this time Kate is going to leave some timestamps in the comments or whatever it's called. So that um, if you want to come back to this podcast, when you know, you want to go through the seven steps and you want to get very clear on that, or you want to start improving your portion sizes and you want to jump back to that part of the podcast, Kate will (laughs) leave some timestamps. So it's a lot easier for you, but that's our episode this week and i really hope you guys enjoyed it i hope we sparked a little bit of fire under your butt and you're ready to roll and get motivated towards your goals this year (laughs) thanks for listening guys bye